When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. The it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> but it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Good morning. It's October 28th, 2022, and this is 5-Minute Daily Devotionals with Religionless Christianity. It's another October morning, means another look at the 95 Theses, and we're close now to Reformation Day, which remember, October 31st is Reformation Day, not Halloween. We got three points for today, honey, so do you want to read the first point? Point 76 says... We say, on the contrary, that papal indulgences cannot remove the very least of venial sins as far as guilt is concerned. In Roman Catholic theology, there's a distinction between venial sins and mortal sins, or venial, however you say it. Venial sins can be forgiven, and mortal sins are unforgivable. So while they may have sold indulgences for both, Martin's claiming that even for the venial sins, Pardons cannot wash away guilt. And I would guess maybe the follow-up to this would be that only Christ and seeking repentance in him can guilt be washed away. Sounds like Martin is saying that, you know, in whatever way a papal pardon was considered to work, they were still less than perfect in regards to cleansing the conscience. Yeah, venial sins, they say were like the small sins, like a sin you did that maybe reacted and it wasn't intentional or willful. So I would re- uh, agree with Martin here that yes, even those sins cannot be removed by papal indulgences. And on to point uh, 79. To say that the cross emblazoned with the papal coat of arms and set up by the indulgence preachers is equal in worth to the cross of Christ is blasphemy. And this is nearly as staunch as you really get in criticism of the church. You know, blasphemy is what got Christ crucified, at least what they considered blasphemy. And he's saying that anyone that equates the two crosses is committing a blasphemous act. That's a pretty serious charge. Yes, very serious. Point 80 says, The bishops, curates, and theologians who permit such talk to be spread among the people will have to answer for this. So Martin here is sort of building off his previous point by taking it even a bit further, saying that not only are you blaspheming against God, but it's a blasphemy that you will stand to account for before that God. You know, this is really just taking the gloves off, as they say. You know, this is calling men's souls into peril, and churchmen no less. Yeah, it's good to be serious. He is in love warning the church of their serious error. No, he doesn't sound nice, but serious tones don't really sound nice, do they? Nope, they're important. And our psalm of the day is Psalm 30, verse 4 and 5. 
Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Our proverb of the day comes from Proverbs chapter 28, verse 18. Whoever walks in integrity will be delivered, but he who is crooked in his ways will suddenly fall. I'll end praying for you from Psalm 145. May the Lord show you he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, that the Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. May you know the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth, that the Lord preserves all who love him. God bless.